Hi everybody, it's Bella. Um, so I've been kind of just in the middle of a chaotic period of my life, so I haven't really been doing many entries or recordings or however you want to label them. Um, and so I just kind of like, I checked on my days been <laughs> days since or something like that app and it's day 588. So day 588 abuse free mostly abuse-free because in a lot of those days in the beginning, he was still getting to me and verbally, you know, abusing and things like that. So, um, but gone from his physical presence also for the most part, because I did see him a couple times in the year and a half or so, um, when he came up and stuff for different holidays because our sons were here and stuff. So, um, but other than that, you know, not living under the same roof with that anymore. <laughs> and I think in the beginning, um, my number one question was, when is the pain going to stop? I just remember like reaching out everywhere to everyone that I could possibly, like I wanted this reassurance, like, when is this going to stop? Because I feel like when I know, if I know like uh, a deadline on when the pain is going to stop, I can look towards something and get myself through it. <laughs> I'm weird like that, but, uh, I just feel like if I know it, I just, there's something about open, open endedness that just freaks me out. Um, so it's like, um, I wondered when relief would come. So I knew when I could say, you know, okay, there's only like after one year I'll be better or whatever, you know, 365 days I can do this, pull myself through it. Um, but that was like my number one thing. I can remember talking to somebody who, um, I met on a forum, uh, chatting online and his partner, um, probably wife, I think, I'm not sure though. Um, he, um, they had split up and, um, she was a narcissist or sociopath or however you want to look at it. And one of those things that just hurt us really bad, <laughs> And, um, the abuse was just terrible. And he, he was, he described it. He kind of knew what I was feeling those first few months apart away. Um, just twisting, like you're just being disemboweled, you know, um, it just hurts so bad and you just don't know what, there's nothing that you can do to make it go away. And the one person that will make it go away is also the person that caused it <laughs> to begin with. So it's just a terrible feeling of, you know, oh God, it, it's awful. And I wanted to know when that was going to stop. And I can tell you on day 588, for the most part, um, and we're going through the divorce process now, um, probably late summer, I think will be our final hearing, I think, or something like that. Um, I still bounce back and forth between trying to make myself despise him and missing him. <clears throat> and um, I realized that tonight and it was just a really interesting night. There were some synchronicities and stuff like that number wise. And for those of you who have listened to my synchronicities podcast, sister podcast, um, I like numbers and I'm always looking for messages. And I just wonder like how many people out there that are like that have been discarded by a narcissist um, or broke up and they're trying to stay away for their own good type thing. How many of you like look for signs that he's going to, he or she's going to come back trying to like reassure yourself? Like 
if I see a bluebird in the next five seconds, that means we're going to get back together, you know, something like that. Or, um, or you see something that just is miraculously tied to something in your relationship and you think it's a sign or who knows what the case may be, you know, are you looking through, you know, reading into messages from them or, um, and I mostly don't have any contact. I just, I have the him blocked on phone and, um, email is filtered to automatically go to a folder with his name and I don't ever go in there anymore. <laughs> I used to check it every day to see if the number went up and it would be so hard to resist opening. And every time I tempted the snake, the snake bit me. So I mean by that, that every time I decided I was going to cave and open an email that came through with this time with a you know, expectant and happy heart that it was going to be something nice from him, I would be hurt so bad that it would take me a month to dig myself back out of the hole. So I have brought myself to finally be strong enough to not, you know, not only not look to see if the numbers change, but not open anything. Um, but I still struggle. I think that I've read somewhere that, you know, um, having, being in love with a narcissist, it compares to like a heroin uh, addiction. And you know, um, and I believe it because I want to hold on so bad to the magic that we had, that I, the, the good side of our rela- relationship, I'm sorry. Um, and yet when I think about the bad moments or should have been complete deal breakers from the get-go um, or dealt with, <laughs> you know, and resolved, um, but de- definitely not allowed to just go on. Um, but but yet, you know, I still, and he has done some of the most horrendous things, some of the things I've cried about in these like diary entries, verbal diary entries or episodes now, I guess, of, uh, of this, you know, um, he has done some really horrible things that have just brought me to my knees in pain. And definitely, you know, I'm looking back now, especially as of recent days, um, thinking to myself, oh my God, I did not deserve any of this, you know, um, the further away from it I get, I'm sorry, one second, please. Sorry about that. The further out I get from it and the more I see the cruel things that he's done to me, uh, from a distance, I realize, you know, more and more that, you know, I didn't deserve that, any of this. It's been so, it's just inhumane. I think it to myself all the time and I've talked about it in another quick little episode, you know, where we would never dream of hurting them and they have just destroyed us. I can guarantee you if they're, if you're listening to this, you have felt destroyed by a narcissist. Um, um, and that's just like, you know, they just, it's terrible, you know, what we go through and, you know, I'm so sorry. I lost my train of thought. I hate when I do that. It's just like when it gets late at night and I have so many things to say. And I, I think it has, I think I've found that it's because of some symptoms of the PTSD that I can't focus well. Um, and I'll start rambling and lose my train of thought. But anyways, you know, it's just like, you know, what I, I think what I was saying was, you know, we would never hurt them the way that they have hurt us. We wouldn't hurt anybody in the way that they have hurt us. It's just not even, you wouldn't even remotely consider it. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, when I found out he cheated on me for three years, I never would have done the things that he's done to me throughout this year and a half or said they have been just, oh my God, 
mind-blowingly terrible and just uh, appalling to most people that hear about them. And yet at day 588, um, I'm not dying like I was in the beginning. So if you're in the beginning stages, hang in there. It'll go, the days will drag, but the weeks and months will fly. I talk about that in another episode too. Um, And before you know it, you'll be at day 588 and you'll be a little bit better. And, but I shouldn't say a little bit better. You'll be a lot better, Um, but it's going to take work to get there. Um, I've definitely worked on myself 24-7 pretty much. Um, One way or another, I spend my entire day trying to practice mindfulness now. It took me years to get to this point. Um, Anything that happens, I say to myself, mindfulness, you know, like um, it, it helps keep me in the present moment so that I don't drift back into the past and start feeling sad or you know, I think that I wonder tonight if I'm maybe not coping with the divorce well, <laughs> because I think I might be just sort of like glossing over what I'm really feeling underneath, thinking if I just keep pushing past the fear and the pain and the anxiety of it ending long enough, I won't really have to go through that and feel it. Because I think think back to the beginning when I left, to the crying and the twisting and, and just freaking out and awful painful moments that I didn't think I was going to make it out of and wished I would have just died instead of going through while it was happening. Um, I went through all those in the beginning and I think that it's going to have to be like that again with the divorce because that's it. Like it's final and this, you know, 26 year, 27 almost year, um, relationship that I had, um, would have been coming up on 30, 29 soon if we would have stayed together. <laughs> um, but uh, that's going to be gone and I'm going to be back to being what I was before I met him. Well, not completely because a lot has changed, but um, single and everything. And I think I'm probably going to have to feel that. And I'm not sure if I have yet. I've been working really hard to deliberately keep myself on an elevated um, emotional level and keep myself upbeat and happy and occupied and content and mindful (laughs) so that I don't fall into any kind of a depression and start crying and just fall into, you know, how many, God only knows how many days of that. I have to be careful about that because with my depression and anxiety and PTSD, if I succumb to the feelings and let myself cry, I'm going to probably drift it'll take over and I will be down for God knows how long probably, you know, because it just feels like the divorce is picking up. You know, I know that my attorney said that he was going to do one thing with him and then he was going to, um, ask for a final hearing. And so I'm thinking, Oh, that sounds very quick. That's probably going to be in the next couple of months. And I'm just like freaking out. But I know that I was told late summer and I'm like, wait a minute, this is May. So, um, I just don't know what the right thing to do for myself is. So I guess that's what I'm saying. When you get to this point, you'll probably still be torn, <laughs> even though there'll be days when you're like, you know, and for the most part, I keep myself in that, in that mindset that he doesn't want me. I have to let him go. It's over. And just acceptance. I guess that I've been trying to keep myself into a level of acceptance and not allow myself to really hurt over it anymore because I've already hurt over it so much. Um, I think I've suffered over this relationship since 2005, maybe sooner, you know, truthfully, in one way or another, it just was never 
completely easy being married to him, yet in a way it was very easy. It's just very confusing. It's so back and forth, um, good and bad, you know, but the bad with him was so brutal. And, you know, so I'm still... The stuff that I, he's done to me has been disgusting. And I should never want to get back together with him. I don't care if I've been together 40 years. You don't treat a person the way that he treated me, the way that yours treated you. We are human beings and we deserve respect. And we wouldn't do that to other people. So, um, you know, we shouldn't accept it being done to us, you know. And that should be enough for me to be like, nope, that's it. And for the most part, most days lately, I just keep that mindset. It's done. This is my new life. Look forward. Uh, the thing that bothers me is I don't have any place to store, you know, whatever's left of my stuff that he hasn't already destroyed. Most of it he has. But there's so many important things up in the attic of that house uh, that he has crammed up there in a tropical environment with no AC and whatnot. Um, no climate control, no insulation. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I'm sure most of my stuff's going to be ruined and he probably handled it really rough. And there was just so much because I mean, you know, imagine when I left, I wasn't really planning on staying gone forever. So I don't, didn't really have time to take inventory of what would be most important to me. Granted, there were some things that were very, very, very important to me. Just a few things that I had since childhood that I was like, when I packed leave, I was like, mm, just in case, <laughs> this, this, just, just in case, I'm going to take this with me. But I always thought that I was coming back. I mean, I barely even took a last look around. I don't remember, you know, now even what I had anymore, hardly, you know, and he's, and that was kind of anger was weighing on me today because he's kind of picked and chosen what I have and don't have what I'll have and don't have in my life um, and I guess that was set off by him mailing a plaque that belonged to me to our oldest son who lives nearby here and um you know in a pack of stuff for our granddaughter and being like you know give that to her and but yet there are things that I've asked for <laughs> and that he won't send that he doesn't care about um, and so like things that I have are things that he decided I should have and, and everything he does is to cause pain generally, you know, or to feel in control. So it's like, here, she's going to have this, she's going to have this, but I know she's going to want that, but you know what, I'm going to keep that. And she kind of wants this and eh, maybe I'll give her that, you know, and it makes him feel like, you know, God that he wants to be. And it's frustrating to me. It's so, it's just I'm sorry. It makes my blood boil because I'm like, I just, and I know people lose things every day and I've been there before myself, believe me. And, um, and it, it could be like a fire could have taken every single thing I owned and I wouldn't be able to worry about it, but it's there though. It's there. And I had a chance to maybe, you know, take it, to move it with me someplace. And now I don't have the room for it. Um, I've bought things when I could, I've been, people have given me things when I got this new apartment from the one room studio apartment I'd been in all this time. Uh, my, my family and everybody I knew just came together and we like, and I don't know, I just seemed like I had, um, I had a little bit of money from, you know, um, a payment that I got. And so I was like buying here, this and that here and there when I could, um, there's still some things I need, but 
you know, it, it just, I have a house full of stuff and I have nowhere to keep that stuff. And I'm terrified about taking on another bill to move it here to a storage unit. And on top of it, he's probably destroyed most of it. But I hate that he's just been the one to say, this is what you're going to have. And this is what you're going to have. And you're not going to have this or this or this. So I'm going to do this. He's just calling all the shots. Like I don't have any say at all. And the stuff that I have taken a lifetime to acquire with him and, you know, even stuff the, from before I met him, some of, uh, some of it, all my family photos, you know, and I don't even have the money to go down there and retrieve it. It's like 1200 miles away, <laughs> let alone bring it up here and store it someplace. And, but if I leave it there, he's just going to get rid of everything. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating. I have to learn how to redirect that emotion and anger to get that, you know, at bay because I have to just accept that this is it. He has chosen the things that he wants me to have, but you know what? I, there are things here that I really love and have had since my childhood too, that I was lucky enough to get here and there. I actually had our youngest son go into the house for me, um, a little while back. And I have like a collection of cabbage patch dolls that I've had since I was like eight um, and up. And I had, I was big into that as a kid. And I just always had them with me as I got older. Um, my like six, five or six in the collection that I have. Um, and they were something that just like gives me joy. I could get them out, smile and hold them and look at them and stuff. And, uh, once in a while, and I had my youngest son go in when he wasn't home one day and get them out of there and take them to a family member's house nearby. Um, so that I, cause I knew that things were getting ugly and I started to not trust him. And, but I mean, I never even got to say goodbye to my house or, you know, him having my dog, it just kills me and he's good to her, you know, they're best friends. But I think about her every day and what she must think that I just walked out on her, you know, she just left her and I was always the one with her, even in the other separation, she was with me and on my one dog. And so it's just, I can't even, I don't want to cry. So I'm not going to talk about her much more. Um, but Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm still battling the um, wishing we get back together. There's a small part of me, even though he's disgusting and I should never want to. Logically, I shouldn't. But I keep having that fantasy if I open the door and he's there apologetic. He saw the light and he's so sorry for everything he did and said. And, you know, um, and we're going to live the happy ever after that we always talked about and planned for and fought through hell and back to try to get to, <laughs> um, that's my fantasy. And, you know, it's sad because I shouldn't care. I shouldn't want him to show up at the door. I should hope to never see him again. And, you know, I do hope to get there and I hope that you listening will get there too. It's just like, I know that I have improved greatly and you have a lot to look forward to getting to this point. And if you're past this point and you have any advice for me, please email it to me for textgirl203 at gmail.com. Um, you know, because I'm always looking for insight and I just do, I, like I said, I work on this every day. Um, trying to just keep, build myself up, make myself strong so that I'll stop wanting someone that is not good for me you know, um, and realize that I have to be very careful about who I attract because I know that a few people have been 
on that bad person caliber. So um, I know where I'm, you know, giving off energy and I have to, I try to keep that, you know, try to keep my vibration raised. I'm into the Zen and, you know, uh, stuff like that. And I look at the emotion, you know, that I want to cry is like under a disc that I'm on right now and have been on. Um, and I don't want to drop down a disc. I guess you could put it like that. Um, because I'm afraid it'll take me way too long to get back up and I don't want that. So I'm just going to keep fighting to improve and, I know I hadn't recorded in a while and I just wanted to check in and I hope everybody is doing good. Um, I've been so swamped with so many things and I feel overwhelmed at times. <laughs> um, but it's all good because I have a lot of good happening in my life and stuff like that. Um, but I'd be curious if anybody could tell me, you know, if they also look for signs that you're going to get back together in hopeful ways. If you're recovering from like being discarded by a narcissist. Um, you can always interact with interact with me at my website. Um, you can go to affairwiththedarkside.com. It'll kind of redirect you to, it's like lifewithasociopath.net. But the with doesn't really fit anymore because I registered that well before I ever left him and now I'm gone. So it's not with, <laughs> it's without. <laughs> so I'm trying to decide what to do with the domain name. But, you know, I think it would be a good forum topic. I wish I could get some users in there because I have so many things I just want to talk about and, you know, try to work out for each other. Um, but, you know, do you look for signs? Do you, are you hopeful still on some level that the person will change and that you'll get back together? I'd be curious to see how many people are. And if you are and you look for signs, like what kind of signs do you look for? Are you like me? Because I don't want to be the only weird person, weird person out there who's like, uh, like yesterday, for instance, I saw a pair of cardinals and it actually kind of gave me chills, to be honest. Um, I was watching them and I thought I had been missing him. The last couple of days have been bad for some reason. And I, you know, I guess it's just when you're with somebody for so long, it's natural. Um, but I have been working to not feel that way because he's so brutal. But um, anyways, uh, I saw the pair. Well, I saw one and I, and I was like, I bet those two, are, those two are always around. And the one is a really beautiful bright red. And the other one is a really creamy, pretty tan, the male and female. And I saw the cardinals and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm like, I wonder if they mate for life. And if they mate for life, I bet that's a sign that he's my mate for life. Like we always talked about, we always talked about being each other's soulmates and we're always going to find our way back to one another when bad things happen. And that's what we talked about. You know, that was the, the false, the facade um, that you're made to believe that you have. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like my brain will go like, Hey, um, if, you know, and that's what it did. It was like, if those, if, if those cardinals mate for life, I bet it's a sign that you two are going to get back together. And then I started feeling hopeful that that would happen. And so I opened the phone and as I'm opening my phone to look it up, I'm like, oh, but it is unlikely that that don't get your hopes up because it is unlikely because they're, I don't know. I've always thought that these smaller type birds, like robins and stuff up North, they're so plentiful. But when you think about it, I don't see, too, there aren't too many cardinals. You don't see a bunch of them. So they, I guess, in smaller numbers could afford to mate for life. Whereas the flocks, they got to just breed, you know, with whoever 
flaps their wings the nicest that day for her <laughs> during mating rituals and stuff. So I'm thinking to myself, well, there could be a chance, but my mind's already telling me that it probably isn't, you know, I just, I had no idea. I didn't know that they did. And when I looked and they, when I read that they did mate for life and they had this cute little way about them where the male will like feed the female beak to beak, it automatically made me think of him and the nice things that he did for me. And I was like, oh my God, you know, like, oh my God, yeah, there's a chance. And um, I got like these goosebumps and chills all over and, uh, but logically, his history and his patterns reveal that he really cannot be trusted. And his, you know, um, loyalty is always temporary. <laughs> and so, and his love is always conditional. So it's like, do I really, and I'm sure yours is like that too. Um, do I really want to go back to this? but yet there's the part of me that does. So that's something I do need to keep working on. <laughs> but yeah, I'd be curious to know how many people also look for signs. So I think I'm going to sign off. Uh, I'm going to try to go to sleep a little earlier than normal, which is early for me tonight. I hope I can get to sleep soon. I'm supposed to get up and have pancakes with my granddaughter and son. So <laughs> I just want to tell everybody good night. And by the way, this is a super moon tonight, a new moon. Um, it's all about release. So, you know, you may feel yourself like going through a lot of emotional stuff the next few days because the power of the moon and the energy of the moon is, you know, peaks and then stays strong for like three to four days after. And this is a really powerful moon right now, all about release and new beginnings, which is very cool. So, you know, think about that. What do you want to let go of and what do you want to start um, doing? For yourself and what do you want to have in your life you know and it's also about um i guess it's in venus and i'm starting to learn a little bit about this and so it's like about a time of indulgence and making yourself feel good and looking after yourself so do something special for you and you know just try to push on to the next day racks up on that calendar and pretty soon we'll be like a million days out from narcissistic abuse and living the life <laughs> i promise all right. Good night, everybody. Love and light.